feel like this is like my professional wrestling, like my intro as I like walk down to the ring for like the tag team belt. I don't know if I like this new intro music anymore. <laughs> no, I feel like it, I feel like I lost it. Are like you uh, you're you're ready to jump ship already? After yeah. like uh, after 125 episodes of a consistent intro. No, it wasn't that long. No, right? no, it was like this, two. We've been using this for like five episodes. No, no, no. Okay, yeah, but no. But before that, it was like that was like the staple for like the lion's share of the episodes. We right? had so we had the one. I don't know. We had the one for like around 40 episodes, and then we edited in the clips on the new one and we had it for like a long time and then it was just like well there's so many people not on the show anymore like <laughs> we should be not using these clips and uh maybe we can like yeah we can sample some of the past the past uh uh hosts i guess and like put them onto the keyboard and assign them like <laughs> like ridiculous whatever their like catchphrase is i guess we can fucking What's, what the fuck is catch friend ken's uh catchphrase I don't know. I don't fucking know. I forget. I don't know. He's still semi semi on the show, I guess. Is he? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, from time to time. Shout out to that motherfucker. So, uh, episode 127, Nolan here. Oh, shit. Uh, Jason over here. who the fuck else would be here? Yeah. So, all right. So, what were you just talking about? And we stopped it. Oh, so I, I heard... So, you had played for me, like... For a minute, I forgot you were playing a song for me that it was something that I knew I knew from a long time ago. And I it took me, like, a second, obviously, to recall it. And... And I, I, I'm sitting there listening to it. I'm like, oh, this is us. Like, this is the song that we used to play together yeah. when we were, like, kids, right? And um, and I, for a minute, I forgot that this is, like, something you had recently recorded by yourself. I was like, wow, we were really good. And obviously, it had nothing to do with me. But I found myself sitting there, like, complimenting myself <laughs> on the song that I had nothing to do with. <laughs> and, um, oh, fuck. Yeah, it just got me thinking about, like, some stupid old, like, yeah, like, we... Um, I guess we we played music for a long time remember, going back. Do you remember the fucking show we played in Mark's backyard and that song? <laughs> we played that song and everybody lost their shit and they fell through the fence and like destroyed the fence in his backyard. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I think That was a that was a day. I think in the entirety of my um my amateur musical career mm-hmm. which lasted like the bulk of my high school career, um, I I played like an, as many shows as I have fingers on my hands. I guess maybe sure. no more than ten, right? And I remember each of them very vividly, even though uh, there were certainly some that had no. Maybe maybe one had like one person show up. I think um, they weren't like always the most uh, most attended, but they were always like. Really fucking, I don't know. That day, that particular show, like that moment where like. Like I so I vividly fucking remember like did, we played it we opened with something else and that was like the second song we fucking played. Did you get laid that night? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Possibly. I certainly did. Um fucking I I vividly remember that was the second song we played. We opened with something like much heavier but also slower. And that was kind of like our punk song, like a little bit, but mm-hmm. not really. Like it was really like a grunge song. Yeah, yeah. But um, but I specifically remember like strumming those opening chords, and like everybody going, "Oh shit!" and like running up front. Yeah, and I yeah, remember yeah. fucking like I have this crystal clear fucking memory of Mike like immediately starting to fucking skank at the front <laughs> of the crowd. 
and then everybody just fucking barreling over and fucking Mike Dayton and Mark Monette crashing through the fence, <laughs> taking the whole fucking fence down. And I, I remember like like in that moment, I was like, we are fucking rock stars. Yeah, like, I was going to say for a minute, we were fucking rock stars. I was just... For like a brief afternoon. Dude, and we were like, what, 16, 17? 17, had to be. Couldn't, absolutely not older than it 17. Was, it was probably the first, one of the first shows I ever played, and also the peak of my musical career. <laughs> probably 16. I feel like I got dropped off to that fucking show and like took equipment out of the back of my dad's car. Yeah. And I was like bitching about it the yeah, whole time. Yeah, yeah. But fucking... But I, sp- I remember that I remember that moment going. This, this is what my life is, and then I also remember going, "Oh fuck, we just destroyed this fence." <laughs> did, and, the co- did the cop? The cops came, right? No, 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 fucking. What am I thinking of? And and fucking no, that was the show in Burlington. The the cops came mm, to the yeah, Elks Lodge. Yeah, yeah. Um, because this one kid got like his teeth kicked out during their set. <laughs> Fucking. But I remember, like, I also very specifically remember, like, because we we're, it was like a backyard show. And I remember going, we are fucked. They're going to make us pay for this fence. <laughs> and fucking the, the house we had it at, the guy's dad came out and was like, that's fine. This shit happened. Like, yeah, yeah. Totally fucking cool. That I was like, where the fuck do you find parents like this? It was it was fucking you know I'm still amazed because I get just, I can't even imagine like if somebody flew through my fence because there was a bunch of asshole kids in my backyard <laughs> I'd be in trouble for killing teenagers right now, dude I um I I was way cooler back then like I mean I I lo- I like myself a lot now I have like fairly good self esteem I don't like I don't struggle in that department and I I think I know like I'm more like worldly I've traveled I'm smarter I've I've you know I have more experience I'm more talented, like I think I'm a little funnier. All these things, right? But sure. I, I was way fucking cooler, like when I was playing a bass. Um, I don't know. Any Dude, one of those shitty bands. Nothing stopping you from playing a bass. You're right. You're right. It's really not. I have two in the next room. You can fucking play one anytime you want. It's, dude. It's been, um, it's been a depressing amount of time actually. Like, I, I got out of college. Once I got out of college, I had like a job. Six months after you get out of college, they want you to start paying that money back, right? Yep. Well, that shit, like, consumed my life for a while. So, like, you know, I guess I I sold my bass at some point. And, yeah, I probably haven't played since, like, college. Like, since I was, like, grad, like 23, maybe 22. Yeah. Holy shit. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I stopped, like, playing in a band in 2013. Mm-hmm. Like, I specifically stopped... Um, I know where I was working when I stopped playing, so that's why I know it was 2013, and it was uh, it was like a couple months, a couple months before my daughter was born that I stopped playing because I was like, all right, like I really like, like I can't be like gone all weekend playing fucking shows in the back of a van, mm-hmm. you know, for like you know with a kid, and um. But fuck, do I miss it? It was it was the best, and like you know, playing live is one thing, and that was fun. But it was also like a giant drag and mm-hmm. a giant pain in the ass, and like very often, very like you know when you like we definitely we I I made the move from like local shows to like you know touring. Yeah, you actually you went out and like kept at it for a bit. Yeah, like we got signed, we fucking put records out, you know, a couple you know local label, and then like a bigger label, and like. 
you know, and then did the whole like, well, this label is a subsidiary of this label mm-hmm. that's owned sure. by Universal, like type of thing, where it's like, oh, we're kind of signed to Universal, but no, we're not. Yeah. Um, but you know, like whatever. I mean, we're playing fucking hardcore music, so like that's a big deal. Like nobody listens to that shit anyway. So like, if you get fucking a hundred people to show up at a show, like five hours from house, you're kind of killing it. Yeah. And um, at least in that type of music, because no one, you know, it doesn't really following anyway. What was that like? Like, what? how often would you go it out? It was fucking great. Like, how often would you go out for multiple evenings, like on the road or whatever? Uh, often. At least two weekends a month, you know, we would do like a go, go somewhere far, start at the far point. And drive back. And come back and work your way through shows or start at like the local point. So like... I would I would be able to schedule because I was in charge at my job, so I would be at like this is how I kind of finagled it was like I would make sure I was off on alternating weekends mm. so that I would be able to like you know on Friday like I'd work the early morning shift on Friday right like the six a.m. to like three p.m. and like at four I'd either be getting ready to play a show locally or we'd be like packing up the fucking cars and like shooting out to like Boston or Pittsburgh or mm-hmm. fucking like Cleveland or whatever. And then driving back. So like by late night where, where we're playing the first show and we'd be like one of the later bands. And then like Saturday you would like do like, you would book like two shows on the way back, like one afternoon, one night. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday you do like uh they would do like a lot of like Sunday matinee shows where it was like, a, yeah, like the, like a firehouse, like 2 PM or something. Exactly. Like yeah. a 2 PM show. That's like over by like, like six, or, yeah. yeah, six or seven. And you try to book yourself early on those. So we do like a three o'clock spot somewhere that's like three hours away or something like yeah. that. And, like, that was a fucking, that was a thing, too, because it's, like, I lived in Philly, you know, my drummer lived in fucking Tom's River. Um, Our guitarists, you know, we had a plethora of guitarists, but all of them either lived in Philly or in Tom's River. They lived by one of us or the other. Um, And we had, like, a string of fucking bass players. Yeah. Um, But we never, we had exactly zero bass players who didn't have some sort of major fucking issue <laughs> like z- zero yeah um you know in that band in a life less perfect so so the first i'm gonna fuck i like i almost wish i didn't say it because you could look up who was in the band <laughs> but like you know first dude um started dating this girl who got him like you know, got him into some fucking bad shit. And like, you know, that was that. And then second guy fucking, you know, next guy might even remembering these people like out of order, but like the next dude fucking, you know, like also like strung out and didn't like kind of like kept it well hidden but then, like, stole equipment from us and disappeared off the face of the fucking planet. Like, yeah. you know, like, blocked our numbers, didn't answer the phone. You know, we'd go to his house. Like, you know you're, you know he's home. Your fucking car's out there. But just, like, <laughs> the lights are out. The doors are locked. Um, then, like, the next, the next guy was, like, our old guitarist who became our bass player. And he was, like, the most reliable, like, 
best guy, but we like we'd have some like personality conflicts from time to time. Like great fucking dude. We just didn't always see eye to eye on shit. Like not like me and him, but like him and like us. And he yeah, was, yeah. You know, he would like he would want to like. I don't know. He'd be like, "Oh, let's do a cover," and like, we don't fucking want to like. We have five albums. We're gonna start doing covers. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Um, it'll be fun. It's not fun. It's not. It's not fun. Learn someone else's shit and try to make it sound like your shit. Yeah. Fucking. Then this other dude who was our other guitarist brother who just was in and out of the band a couple times, like you know. And then our old guitarist who became bass player was in and out of the band a couple times, and then. You know, there was this other dude who, like, I don't know what the fuck happened to him. Like, he was he was great. You know, he was a very good fucking bass player. We, like, you know, we got along really fucking well. And just one day, he just went fucking nutty. And he had our drummer, like, he, he was like, come over. I want to talk to you. And he was like, okay. And he, like, went to his house. And he's like, what's up? You know, and he's like, you know, I just want to let you know, like, some people, like, say that they're fucking really hardcore, but they're not. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he was like, you know, it's just like, sometimes it's like that. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And is he, like, calling him a sellout or something? I don't fucking know. I, nobody like, knows. It's and like, like it's a scene thing, right? Dude, it's so weird. And, like, so, like, you know, John, our drummer, is still, like, one of my closest friends. And, like, we still bring that up from time to time. I'm like, what the fuck was he talking? And he's like, dude, I don't know what the fuck he was talking about that day. He just, like, he seemed, you know, but then, like, it turned out he had a bunch of shit. And, like, he had, like, he had some fucking addiction problems that he kept under wraps. And, like, mm-hmm. he, like his wife threw him out. And, like, his, you know, he, like, wasn't going to see his daughter. And, like, that's when he called John and started ranting and raving. He's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, you need to straighten your own fucking life out. In in the punk scene, it's like, there's this whole thing. It's like, I'm more punk than you. Yes. Like, I, I, know, is that, I is remember it, that. Is that the same? Does the same thing apply to hardcore? It's like sister music almost, right? Uh, it is sister music. I mean, they're the same scene at their core, right? Like, they're yeah. fucking... Hard, hardcore is like the convergence of punk and metal. So you have all of the... I don't know. They're all the same. You know, like, the styles of music are different, but the personalities are... The dudes just don't put, like... The they don't, like, put gel in their hair to mohawk it up. They just, like, wear it down, like... And then banish their fucking yeah, heads up and down. Yeah, they just shave it off and yeah. fucking, you know... But it's like... I mean, I would say it's... I would say it's way uh, family oriented is not the right fucking family phrase. <laughs> it's it's way less like that in hardcore. I would say the like I'm oh oh okay I can see I'm, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like more community into, yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. way more community based it's way more like we support each other We're, yeah but like you do get you do get a lot of that. Like yeah. you don't get quite as much of it. Oh, like, it's it, the whole thing in punk is like, you're a sellout. It's like, yeah, like, yeah. um, fucking like Sid vicious, the dude, like the most punk rock guy, he was on a major label and everybody's like, hey, you're a fucking sellout. Yeah. It's like this whole, yeah, it's such a real, Yeah, I think like when it's hard, like teenage girl shit, when hardcore bands break, the scene still supports them, mm. you know? Cause like, it doesn't happen as long as you don't like, as long as you don't actually sell out and start like writing different kinds of music to yeah, be paid yeah. attention to. But like, like Hatebreed is a huge band. Like they're, you know, relatively speaking, mm-hmm. like they're probably the biggest 
fucking hardcore band in the world. I thought H2O was, maybe. No. I think Heat Breeze is way bigger than H2O. Yeah. I don't know. H2O was my... You know, Thursday, arguably. You know, Thursday's, really? Thursday's a hardcore band. Like, when you get down to it. I mean, they're definitely, like, kind of... They teeter. They're yeah. emo, emo core, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're getting into, like, these, these like, sub-genres. super... Yeah, subgenres. But, like, they never... Like, the music that they played on a major label was the same music that they played when they were playing in fucking basements at Rutgers. Yeah. You know, I would say Hatebreed's the same thing. Like, the shit that they put out today, like, a Hatebreed album from today sounds like a Hatebreed album from fucking 1996 when they were, like, playing Firehouses. Like, mm-hmm. So it's like, I think, like, if you just stay true to what you do, the hardcore scene kind of supports you and doesn't call you a sellout for like making it big. They're like happy that you, yeah, yeah. They're like, they're like, okay, finally our music is getting respect rather than saying like, oh, you're a sellout. Mm-hmm. I've, I've always like thought that that was like, I've always thought that that was like jealousy. You know, well, I've sure. always thought that that's generated by bands who aren't good enough to fucking make it. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, that band sold out. And it's just like, like, Strung Out was always a band that was like, oh, Strung Out's a bunch of sellouts. No, Strung Out's really, really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't like, like, sure, they're a punk band, but they are really, 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 really fucking good musicians. Mm-hmm. They just happen to be playing fucking, you know, that style of music. Yeah, yeah. And people are like, oh, they're sellouts. And it's like, they're not. They're just way better than you. I uh, And that's why people like them. And that's why people yeah. don't like you, because you're not very good. I heard... Actually, I saw this comedian at the Comedy Cellar. We, mentioned, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Um, he recently got his own special on, like, Peacock or something. And he he was, like, talking about his success, like, his recent success... And he said that he came from nothing, and he's like, you know, when you only have two meals a day for your whole life, and suddenly you have three, he's like, oh, shit, that's what this is like? He's like, well, goddamn, now I want four meals a day. Right. So It's not wrong. Yeah. It's like, you know, who can, who's, fucking wrong. how can you blame somebody for wanting that fourth meal, right? Yeah, dude, I just, I don't know, I've always felt that, like, I, I and I remember that, like, I remember, like, even as far back as high school, like... <clears throat> I don't know. I, I like. I have this weird fucking debate with Allegra all the time, where she's like, you know, I don't think we would have been friends in high school. I was like, you would have killed to be my friend in high school. <laughs> like, if we weren't friends, it would be because I was rejecting you, not vice versa. Like, it was. I don't. I don't know. Maybe my view is skewed, <laughs> but I always saw like King of the Castle. I. <laughs> <laughs> I always saw like like you know there were like four high schools in our town, right? And, like, the one high school was very, very much, like, you know, jocks and preppies and, like, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. But, like, ours was... Ours was, like, fucking hardcore high. It was, like, punk rock high school. Yeah, so, like, the hood was, like, right next to... The hood started immediately next to our high school. Yeah. Like, it was just... It was, like, ten feet away... Was like the official yeah. start of Trenton, you and know, like, like inner city, and and fucking like I, and they kept like the line kept crossing and going further and further into the city. There was definitely not this like, you know, fucking jocks and fucking jocks and freaks, fucking preppies and you know losers type of fucking 
energy about where we went to school. It was just like everyone was like, "Oh, cool, that's what you're into." Yeah, like it was very fucking accepting, and like for as much as like, for as much as like we had and and deservedly so a reputation for being like the violent school, the hood school. Yeah, yeah. Like the reality is like I feel like people were more accepting of each other there than anything, and I feel like I like. I always thought, like, you know, like, the football players were way bigger nerds than the kids who fucking played music. And, yeah. like, we used to fuck with each other. Like, I remember, like, I distinctly remember this kid, uh, was it Alan? Maybe his name was Alan. I, I think it was Alan. Or maybe it was his last name. I don't remember. But, like, giant, like, giant fucking dude. Yeah. And, like, you know fucking football player like mega jock and like we would like we would fuck with each other constantly like all in good fun and he would like always be like all right fucking you know like all right fucking punker like i'll meet you out fucking side and be like fuck you football player i'm like you've never been a fight in your life you know and like we would like but it was it was all just like a joke like nobody cared like nobody had an ego like it was just like we all were just like, yeah, yeah, you're like, it's cool that you're into different shit. Like, yeah, it was a very, judging anyone it was a huge it. melting pot for sure. It was a melting pot. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I, the last two years of high school, I was there so infrequently that, <laughs> that like, I mean, I, I, I could, I like, I, I had nothing but B minuses at least in class. Right. Right. But I mean, I, I, uh, so my senior year, I had exhausted all 20 of the absences that you're allowed to take. Sure. With like. 40% of the year left, right? So right. they start. all they could do was my guidance counselor made an arrangement where they took away all my privileges to do anything fun, right? Like social, the dance, whatever, like the right. prom, right. like going on field trips. Uh, I still went over the limit. So, I mean, I, I think I had like 24 absences, like four beyond uh, the the absolute mi- maximum, right. right? And the the times that I, the time, the days that I was there, uh, one half of the day, so I got to leave early. So I went in for like, the morning classes, and then I had like a thing where it was like study hall, gym, and lunch, and then I got to go leave that ground to go out to like drive my car to right. another school, like which was like I don't know, fifteen minutes down the way, like yeah. on the highway, right? So I mean, I was I was at that place so infrequently, like I I would show yeah. up for two periods a day, like I would sit there and read the newspaper during algebra, and then I would like hang out during some kind of like English class, and then me and Mike. Oh, well, he doesn't. He's not alive anymore. But our this old friend Mike Brown of ours would like go see one of his side pieces, get some free sausage, egg, and cheese croissants from Burger King, and then head on our way. Yeah, I was really. I did not show up to like senior year, man. Yeah. I don't think. I I think most like if if I had actually received an invitation to our high school like uh, reunion, nobody would fucking know who I was because I was there so infrequently. That's I was always terrible. like hanging out with like kids from like. It was, like, all kids from within our um, county. Like, yes. they went to, like, one of six or seven schools. But it was just, like, an eclectic-ass group of kids from, like, yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Like, some from Trenton, some from West Windsor, Princeton. Yeah. So it was crazy. But, yeah, my high school experience was very unique. Oh, what I, I fucking... I lost my point before. What I was saying is, like, our school was, like, a giant fucking melting pot. Yeah, yeah. But I remember, like, all of the contention was amongst people in the same group who were trying to, like... Like out, whatever out Asian, like the other out, Asian. out, yeah, out credential each other within their own group. <laughs> like it wasn't like fucking the jocks hated the fucking 
you know, the, the, the scene kids. Yeah. It was like the jocks were trying to be the jockiest jock, and the scene kids were always like, you know, I'm more punk than you. Yeah. But, like, there was never any, like, fuck those people, they're a different group. All of the fighting was within the group you were in. There was this, like, one kid that was, like, ten times my size, and I was fairly tall. Like, but there was this kid, um, fucking John Monty. I I guess I might have like there's name dropping on a podcast. Yeah, whatever. I guess I, if that dickhead is still alive, he can go fuck himself. So this guy was like he was like two hundred and fifty pounds bigger than situation, me. Yeah, yeah, he was like two hundred fifty pounds, at least two hundred fifty pounds bigger than me, like a fucking Mack truck, right? And like I think he was a year older. He might have been nineteen was, years Bill, old. Yeah, no, he was he was he might have been nineteen or he 20. was older, older. Yeah, yeah, I know. I remember this kid. This kid was like when he because it was like you and Mike that he had a fucking issue with yeah, for whatever yeah. reason, and like he was like the next. He was like two grades up. Yeah, but he had also been like held back, and I think he oh, yeah. was like he was like, like five or six years old. Yeah, he was like nineteen, and he was fucking with fourteen year olds. Yeah, yeah, it was like the fucking the deal. He was also built real weird, where like yeah, he was like a he was like uh, like I'm trying to fucking think. He was kind of boy was thick. Do you ever play? Like, do you ever play that Mike Tyson NES game? Yes. Like the, you punch the I guy in the exactly stomach and his shorts fall saying. down. Yes. <laughs> he was like that dude. Game. He was like he was like bald something. He, bald eagle. He wasn't <laughs> fucking muscular, but he wasn't fucking jiggly. He was like he he, he was, looked like he could unhinge his jaw and swallow me whole. Probably he was he was like tubular. If <laughs> yeah, that made like he was cylindrical, and I, I was like six feet tall, man. And I think that, and he was like a good six inches taller than I was. Yeah, he was a fucking, he was a mammoth. So that kid, that kid was the exception to the rule. But he fucking, he would like, he would just like, there was a couple of times he literally just broke into my class, like looking for me, like calling me out. It was like this 19 or 20 year old dude. I must have been 14 or 15, like yeah. some little scrawny kid. And this kid like busted into my health class. We're learning about dicks and vaginas. And this guy's like, Jason, like he comes in and then the vice principal tries what to like. What was his deal with you though? Like, what was his problem? Oh, he wanted to. I was dating the girl that he had a crush on. Like, he like he's like that was it. He was like four or five years older than this girl, but he had like a. It was like he like he wanted her, and I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know that until after like the whole terrible ass year was over. Um, I found out why she like. I think she was goading him or some shit. I don't know. Fucking dirty little. I'm not gonna name drop her, but whatever. I she think, knows who she I is. I think I know who she knows who she I'm is. I'm pretty sure I know who that was also. What's I mean, that, I know I white, know who White City. What was that White City, Trenton? I think that was the name of the, the wait, neighborhood. Wait, wait, wait. She she was from White City? Mm-hmm. Did she she lived right near she lived right near Mike. Like right across the street from Mike. Mike didn't live in White City. Wasn't what was that called? That area? Mike White City Broth, was Bromel by Bromley. Bromley, that's it. That was kind of a hood area. No, no, Bromley was definitely a hood area. Bromley is very hood. Yeah. Fucking, um, but now I think I might not be thinking of who I was thinking of, because the mm. person I was thinking of lived in, like, Mercerville. Oh, no, 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 no. White City. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah oh, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, so I, I know. Like, yeah. I know who you mean. I, so, I know. This girl was, like, a year older than me, but he was a couple years. He was, like. Yeah, no, she was a fucking troublemaker. He was, like, 20 fucking. He should have been, like. She was 100% a fucking troublemaker. Yeah. So I think like I think that like he just didn't like the fact that I was like hanging out there, and then she I think she said something along the way, and suddenly this dude just like 
it was almost like a video, like a movie, like like he just would bust into my class like he a was, couple occasions. He was also that guy though that like it was vi- like he was the fucking archetype. Where, like, I never, like, I, I maybe interacted with him, like, once or twice. Like, if you imagine a guy in, like, if you imagine, like, in the movies, everything is, like, a little bit accentuated, right? Like, or, like, overdramatic, right? Like, so the guy would be, like, cartoonishly large, like, kicking in the he door. He was cartoonishly like, large. Kick, kicking in the fucking door. He was, dude, he was built like Peter Griffin. <laughs> of a class that's, like. He was. He was built like session. Peter Griffin. Yeah. He like he busted into like my algebra class. He busted into my fucking my health class. He like and he. I mean, I I felt legitimate fear. Like this dude is just like coming for me, right? Like nobody's gonna. No teacher was bigger than him. Like he could have like no, barreled yeah. over any teacher. Yeah. So um, he it had was, like, like he had, it was a he had fucking nightmare. His head. I remember his head was like a fucking Easter Island <laughs> statue. Yeah, like it was just like a big stone fucking head. Like like the the he was like the the. The disabled fella from um, Goonies <laughs> that ate candy bars all the time, Chunk. He was like the disabled fella. I thought, fucking, I'm gonna get fucking. People are gonna be upset about this, but literally, he was built like the way someone with Down syndrome was built. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. that's how he was built. Like, but, I'm not trying to fucking was saying slander from, it. From yes, from no, Goonies. I get it. But like, I just need to. I need to say it plainly. And he had like, the same strength. Like, that he was had his that, like, body type. Yeah. He like he was built like a Down syndrome. <laughs> he just ran around with the strength toddler. that like with the strength that a mother has if their toddler gets stuck under a car or something. Yes, he just ran around like knocking shit out of his way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, I think the police arrested him and he didn't end up finishing school or something. Like I don't know what happened, but one day he stopped kicking down the door in my class and it was fucking grateful. Yeah, man. he was one of those. He just one day he disappeared. He <laughs> yeah. was one of those people. But he was also that fucking completely fucking stereotypical. The second somebody like says something to him, mm-hmm. like he just got by on the fact that he was fucking bigger than everyone else, and people were fucking <laughs> like, afraid of him. John, bigger than you, John, smash <laughs> you, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what you say about John? And fucking, he was a hundred percent. Like the second somebody had something to say to him, he didn't know how to fucking handle it, and he just crumbled. Like I remember a specific. Like I like I said, like I'm not fucking I'm not saying that like I fucking I'm saying that like I know at least two different people who were like him? No, fuck him. And like singled him out and was like, Okay, you wanna fucking do something, pussy? And he was like, No, no, like immediately, like he was like, Oh, you're like it was just one of those like, oh, this is someone who's not afraid of me. Now I don't know how to handle it. And I've just, I watched him crumble. Really? On like at least two occasions. No shit. To people who were just like, you know, like one of them, not even remotely close to his fucking size. Yeah. You know, fucking, you know, one was this kid, Rich, who was in our circle, in, like, our extended circle. Mm-hmm. And when he, like, went after him, he didn't know what to... I think f- I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, like, didn't know what to fucking do with himself, and he just backed down immediately. Like, he kind of, like, talked a little shit. Yeah. But was like, no, I'll fuck you up. But, like, you know, said it as he was backing up. Yeah. Type of thing. And the other was this other dude that I happened to know, and he was just like... He was just like he like the guy was like around and trying to be like menacing to like some people, 
And he was like, no, fuck that. And he just went up to him and was just like, come on, dude. He's like, you're going to get the fuck out of here. And he was like, what? And he's like, you're going to fucking leave or I'm going to fuck you up. Like, that was the conversation. Mm -hmm. And it was like someone drastically fucking smaller than him. And he just didn't know what to do with somebody who wasn't afraid. Yeah. And he immediately fucking crumbled. And he left. Like, that's what he did. He just fucking left. I, uh, I'm not like a big believer in guns, but I think I would like have a public duel with that dude. Like, like tomorrow, like just, just to like take him off this planet at this point. I don't think I have, uh, like, I don't, I don't like walk for around different reasons. I haven't thought about the dude in like years, but certainly he made like that one year of my life hellacious enough that yeah. like it would warrant like getting a fucking gun out of my, my holster and like popping him in the face a couple of yeah. times. I had one of those when I was way younger, um, like elementary school. And, you know, this kid, and it was like, it was similar situation, like kid, same grade as us. If I said the name, you might remember him. Um, Same grade as us. I think he was like held back. And, you know, for some reason, he just fucking set his sights on me. And uh, I was like terrified as a kid because he was like fucking four of me. Like he was a huge fucking kid. Yeah. And, um, you know, like it literally the situation resolved itself because my dad got pissed at me and was like, my kid's not going to be a fucking pussy. Yo, you need to fucking handle this. And I was Uh like, oh, okay. And um, one day he fucking followed me into the bathroom. Wait, the kid or your dad? The kid. Okay. Yeah, like, one day, like, at school, fucking elementary school, he followed me out of class and into a fucking bathroom, and, like, you know, I was, like, I, I remember just being, I was, like, fuck you, pussy, because, like, my, you know, my dad was, like, my dad's not going to be a bitch. You say, fuck you, pussy, and you blast him in the fucking face. So I was, like, all right, and I was, like, fuck you, pussy, and I just wailed him, and I just cracked his fucking nose, and he mm-hmm. just shot blood out of it. This is, like, second <laughs> grade. Yeah. And, um... I was I got in zero fucking trouble. I remember going back to Miss Purcell's class and there was fucking and she was like, What happened to you? And I was like I was like, Oh, Dave followed me out into the bathroom and my dad said to hit him, so I did. <laughs> so she was like oh. like I just remember her shaking her head. But like she kinda like smiled the other way on this one. She and she kinda like fucking smiled. And yeah. we went down, I think it was it was still Mr. Klockner at that time. Oh shit. So we like yeah, went yeah. down to the fucking principal's office and he like was like apprised of the situation because this was something that would happen like every day. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know what? He's like, good for you. And fucking, you know, he called called my fucking parents and told them what happened then called his parents and made his parents pick him up and sent me back to class like nothing ever happened. They before, literally just looked you know the why? other way. Because that was before social media when people would get like their fucking panties in a bind, man. Social yeah. media fucked all of that shit up because then it would have been a way fucking different story. What like, do you mean? How so? I don't know because somebody's parent would have went on and complained about oh, like, absolutely. this or that and then it would have been absolutely. like outrage over this and somebody would have said made a comment about transphobic people Bullshit. Yeah, exactly. And then it would have just evolved into like this, like bullshit, fucking gray, some, black and white, some, whatever. Yeah, thing. some fucking hyper liberal cancel culture like, crybaby bullshit. I feel like the world was a lot cooler before social media for that reason yeah. alone, because like Karen didn't exist yet, right? Yeah, fucking Karen came out of the, out of social media, man. Yeah, it's really like we white women ruin the world. <laughs> yeah, they really do. It's not, you know, it's like it's it's really difficult to like. Actually, I hadn't I haven't been sleeping with a white woman in a while, so it's it feels kind of good. But like, I do carry a little bit of shame, like knowing how they are as like a representation of human Dude, beings. I, 
I don't know, man. Like, I have some pretty fucking strong opinions. But, like, you know, like, people are, like, people are very quick to be, like, the white man this and the white man that. And it's like, you're only half right. <laughs> it's it's dumb white bitches who <laughs> fucking get on their fucking high horse and, like, either, like, take charge and decide that they're going to save the fucking world mm-hmm. and pretend to care about shit that they clearly don't fucking care about. And then, and then where the, where the white men jump in is these sissy little pussy ass fucking beta male white men that want to impress these fucking women so that they're like, yeah, me too. Like, I feel that way that you feel. And it's like, no, you don't. You just, you are not, fucking masculine enough to ever fucking, you know, to ever fucking get laid on your fucking own. So you're trying to impress these people who, by the way, are not impressed by you. And so those are, those are the ones who are fucking doing it. And then the other thing that they do is they like co-opt, they like co-opt victimhood. Oh yeah. Like they just, they insert themselves in a situation and they're like, Oh, you're going through this. (sighs) Yeah. We're going through that too. No, you're fucking not. I've never seen, no, you're not. I've never seen a black person with an a cab. Like, you know, that all cops are bastards Mm -hmm. thing. I've never seen a black person with that ever. Only exclusively white women. Yep. Exclusively white women. hundred percent. Like it's, 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 I just, I don't even know what to say. about (laughs) Exclusively. Yeah. Or little fucking beta white men. I've seen that. Uh, I, I've not seen it on a boy. I, I've really not seen it on a dude. But I've seen I've seen it a bunch of times on females. There are so many air quote social issues. Yeah. That the people who are up in arms about it are not the people who are affected by that issue. <laughs> but meanwhile, the people that that the people who are like, stop this or stop that yeah. claim are affected by that issue are the first people to be like, yeah, we don't even think about that. Like that doesn't uh, really affect us. Like I don't, some, something kind of interesting, uh, happened. So like I had a interesting, like I discovered something. So my, when I, my nephew comes to visit me, we will sometimes go to this, like, it's like an esports place. Like mm-hmm. just like a, basically like a big computer lab where you can go and sit and play like, all the latest games with like the biggest graphics cards and shit. Yeah. So anyway, we go there and like there's, you know, there's like a bathroom and it's like, it would say men's and women's, but yeah. now it said um, men's and then the women said all genders. Like that's, it was men had their own bathroom and then all genders was the, the women one. And I just thought what? like, I have two bathrooms while these dumb bitches only have like one. You know, I just, Here's my thing on the bathroom thing. I feel I feel a little bit bad in that instance for women, but I mean not enough that I'm gonna like be it, some kind of like social justice my, warrior. My my entire stance on the bathroom thing is like it's just so easy to make all bathrooms single stall <laughs> and just be like bathroom. On the fucking door, just washroom, water closet, restroom. I feel like it's and like, just put that on the door and make it a single stall and shut the fuck up. And now you don't have this issue ever again, and we don't have to debate it. So like, your opinion, like everyone's opinions, 
Yeah. Go out the window with the simplest solution. And I, I really, like, I understand. I agree with one side on the issue and not the other. And mm-hmm. I'll just leave it at that. Sure, me but too. I also think that both sides are making it a, like really enjoy fighting about it, and it's just like if just if all bathrooms are single stall or even like that setup, which I'm a big fan of, that like there's like like kind of like a joint sink room if that makes sense like there's a room where there's like sinks but then the stalls are individual yeah, i've seen that done in like gym uh gym lockers yeah like individual floor to ceiling mm-hmm. stalls with like a communal like wash with like, like a communal like hand sink yeah yeah and like you could it, like i've seen it with like joint sexes with like a men's room and a women's room and then they're just like they're all just like water closet mm-hmm. you know and then there's just a big like a 20 foot mirror and fucking sinks all in a row. And you've just solved all of these problems without an argument. So just fucking switch to that model and shut the fuck up. Yeah. I, I do feel like very good about the fact that I don't have to worry about this bullshit. Cause I'm not a woman. Like I don't have to worry about seeing some person of the other gender coming and fucking up my, like yeah. my mojo when I'm trying to do something in the bathroom. Like, I don't know. I feel kind of whatever. Well, you do to the extent I feel that, entitled. Like, a woman could walk into the men's room, but, like, so what? I mean... Like, what's a woman going to fucking overpower you and, like... The woman... The women didn't... It doesn't... My bathroom scenario said men exclusively, and it was, the, it was her bathroom that said all genders. Yeah. Like, I had the choice to go in hers, but she did not have the choice to go into mine. If if you pay attention to signs, there's there has been like now multiple like multiple multiple reported not reported but like actual fucking instances where like you know these men who are like no I'm transgendered I'm a woman and they get sent into women's prison and then they start like raping women <laughs> in women's prison and getting them pregnant and like in one case they raped a security guard and got her pregnant. Jesus. And it's like, like, where, where are we gonna fucking draw the line between fantasy and reality? Like, how far are we gonna fucking go before we like? I don't know. It's just crazy to me because it's like the same people who are like, "You're a science denier." It's like, why doesn't science apply to fucking biology? South, I think South Park. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but South Park like had an episode about it, of course, and like just totally nailed it. Like, just got I don't know. It's like where um, I guess in the episode. There's a professional wrestler like Macho Man Randy Savage. I saw like a clips of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so like he's just like taunting, like like he gets a sex change just so he can beat his like ex girlfriend's ass or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and he like he goes into like the professional, like the the female competition at the Olympics or whatever yeah. it might be. Yeah, it's like, um, but that's a thing. Like there's like dudes that are now like wrestling girls in high school, uh-huh. which is just like. I don't know, like, he spent, like, X amount of years getting dude dude hormones and dude muscles. There's no two ways about it. It Fucking, you know, that's... Listen, if you fucking go home and start shooting fucking testosterone up, you're going to pack on fucking tons of muscle in a short period of time. It's, Mm. It's science. It's fucking biology. You can't have, like... You can't have fucking mixed gender sports. Like, certainly not fucking you know, aggressive, competitive, like, sports where, like, physical contact is in, Mm -hmm. you know, in play. Like, 
You do you have a different fucking bone structure. That doesn't go away. Yeah. Like because re- you like c- wrestling, I think like high school wrestling is like the thing that gets like talked about the most. Yeah. Because it's like the least balanced. It's like a dude like in puberty is like, you know, however many fucking pounds. Like he's just so much bigger, dude. Yeah. It's not even close. It's like it's a totally different Dude, person. your bone density is completely different. Yeah, they, that's why they have those like that's why those female t shirts cost like a dollar more. Like there's a totally different shirt that applies to them because they're such a smaller frame. Yeah, because it's a different fucking shape and you have to make it differently. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I'm not a fan of uh the current fucking psychosis of society. We should at like all. throw some really inflammatory actually any any kind of stance on for or against trans trans people is like a reason to like open arms, right? To go open arms. Yeah, I mean like if, any kind if, of stance. If I'm I, I don't know, man. Like, I can get fucking crazy honest about this. Like, I just, I'm I'm not for it. It's a fucking social contagion. It's not fucking true. There's a reason that, like, 90% of people, it, like, it used to have a fucking name in the fucking, in the MSA, mm. and it was called gender dysphoria, mm. and it was a recognized psychological disorder based on it, like its foundation is a personality. Yeah. Like a is you it feel I, the desire to like change alter your person. I, yeah. The idea the, the foundation yeah. is a personality disorder and it is like you compile like a personality disorder with like tints of like like tinges of like autism and social pressure and now you have gender dysphoria. And nine times out of ten they they said that like most of the fucking time it's like somebody who is grappling with like you know not having a solidified identity mm-hmm. and also homosexual so they're like oh well you know if i'm a guy and i like guys maybe i'm in the wrong body maybe i should be a woman and really it's like no maybe you just need to cope with the fact that you're gay which is fine mm-hmm. and not a disorder you know, fucking maybe not a hundred percent common. Only a certain percentage of people are, but it is not a disorder. It's just a predilection. You know, yeah, it's yeah. a preference. Um, so, like, you take somebody who is going through that, who is fucking imbalanced, and they're like, "Oh shit, I got to cut my dick <clears> off." <throat> and now, because like people have grasped onto like the fucking the cancel culture, social justice bullshit, mm-hmm. it's like. Now they've actually petitioned to remove it as a fucking disorder from like the guidelines of psychology. And is that, how is, is that true? Yes. Holy shit. So like, how is that fucking helpful to anyone? So people go and they get this fucking like they've passed laws in certain states and in Canada saying like you have to be gender affirming to somebody who comes in. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know we let fucking. Eight-year-olds decide their fucking gender, but we don't let fucking nineteen-year-olds buy fucking alcohol. Like, you know, you're not smart enough to make that decision, but you're smart enough to make this decision. Yeah, this decision that, by the way, that ninety percent of the people who make it end up fucking committing suicide. Like, yeah, that's like, what are we fucking doing? I uh, so one of my one of my favorite bands is like the lead singer is now she. Which was, like, an interesting thing to grapple with. Like, I've been into this band uh, against me for, like, 22, 23 years. I mean, I was, like, 17 or 18 when I discovered them. Right. And he was a, he was a man. The guy, I mean, uh, so the person, the lead singer was a man. Um, so I've seen them, like, three times live. And the last two times, um, 
Tom Gable had become Laura Jane Grace. So one of the their albums is like based entirely on transgender dis is it was dysmorphia dis, dysphoria dysphoria blues. That's I'm sorry. That's the name of the album. Transgender dysphoria blues. Right is all about like the depression that sets in when you realize like you've changed your entire person because of like this feeling that you had. Right. Right. So I I went to the to see them. Um, they played at like the the Stone Pony Summer Stage, like this giant outdoor thing, and there was like tons of like people there, right? Like a lot of like bros with their shirts off because it's the beach and everything, right? So there's just a bunch of like tanned bros, like very Jersey Shore esque, because you know we're at the Jersey Shore, right? Um, like running around in a mosh pit, screaming the lyrics to these like songs that are very much talking about the depressing side effects of being a transgender individual, which this the lead singer has been experiencing at this point, right? Right. Because they literally went and like chopped their dick off. Um, and they actually, I guess they kept their wife, like their wife remained with them. But anyway, uh, so like it was just really kind of comical and interesting to to like, it was very surreal to look around and see a bunch of dudes like very bro-esque, like very like um, frat guy, like singing the lyrics to this, yeah. like these songs that are about like chopping your dick off. <laughs> There's so there's a band that I fucking you know very similarly um loved as a fucking mm. kid called Life of Agony like New York hardcore band mm-hmm. and like the lyrics if you go back were all about fucking his identity crisis like every like song after song after song about like who am I I don't know who I am as a person I'm fucking lost mm-hmm. you know like he, you know, he was like, a, you know, he never met it. He never met his birth parents, and blah blah blah, and like that's part of like the backstory. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, like rooted in this fucking identity crisis. And every song is like, you know, what would I do if I met my parents? Like, who, who am I? I don't know who I am. What am I going to become? And then you fast forward, and like, winds up getting a fucking sex change. Oh shit! And like, and this is like what I mean. It's like you know, clearly this is something that people with identity issues do. Like, this mm-hmm. isn't a gender issue. This is an identity issue. Mm-hmm. And and like, I I don't know. It's just it's weird to me. But I gotta tell you, the thing that fucking bothers me about it the most is because like, like on a personal level, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Here's what actually annoys me, and this is going to seem fucking petty, but I don't feel like it is, is that, you know, in getting surgery and transferring from, like, Keith Caputo, one of the greatest fucking singers, like, I've ever heard in my life, Mm -hmm. to Mina Caputo, part of what they do when they, like, give you those, like, you know, the the fucking hormones and this and that is, like, they try to make your voice higher pitched so you sound like like a woman. So they, like... You know, they like tighten your vocal cords. They like narrow them out. They make mm. it like whatever the surgery entails. Yeah. Is now a terrible singer. Huh. And like, I'm not saying this person is a terrible singer because they're now a woman. I'm saying they're a terrible singer because their voice is now fucking shit. Oh, so I don't think that like like Tom Gable and Laura Jane Grace, yeah. uh, there's there's almost no except for the content of the music maybe. Sure. There's no discernible difference I don't think uh, between them. Yeah, so they go out they they haven't written anything new these guys. They just play the same fucking songs yeah. about identity crisis, which yeah, is yeah. still fitting. 
But the thing that makes me fucking nuts is all of these people in an effort to be like all fucking social justice are like, she's an amazing singer. She's an amazing... <laughs> no, she's not. Yeah. It's okay. Like, you don't have to be so fucking... So fucking committed to your beliefs that, mm-hmm. you know, like to your fucking political disposition that you are pretending somebody is a good singer when they can't sing anymore. That is the part that fucking makes me nuts. And it's not just because they're ruining some of my favorite fucking songs, but it's actually because it shows like when you listen, you're like, Oh, this is a bad singer. Why? Like, are you so enamored by your social justice bullshit that you're pretending singers are good singers? Why? Because she identifies as a good singer. Fuck that. Like fuck your horse shit. Acknowledge fucking reality. Am I am I remembering this wrong, or was RuPaul a, not only like an a, 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 like a runway model, but a singer at some point? Did she like did she not sing? RuPaul was a singer. I don't know that RuPaul was ever actually a runway model. Oh no, maybe I'm just I think that's that. like the person. Oh wait, does she does she like host? She has a, a show. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Okay, so she was a singer, right? So maybe I I, I have to imagine that. The only reason she rose to any popularity was because of who she was and not her talent. Because people do rally around that shit, right? Like, yes, they like they love like whatever the fuck. Like just because it's it's you know it's um, yeah yeah it's like it could be the ugliest turd in the fucking block. Yeah, I mean you know, and they fawn over it. That because one it's song like, that I know is catchy. I'll give I'll give them what, that who? the RuPaul song. Oh, I don't know. I don't think I know it. You'd know it if you heard it. You'd be like, like oh yeah. I was thinking about that I'm too sexy guy, but that's like somebody. No, different. that's not him. That's not that's different person completely. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. It's just like why like we're just we're pretending But is RuPaul like really a talented individual? Or do they just like know how to be natural in front of them a camera or something? You know, I wouldn't say that RuPaul is not talented. I don't know that I could personally appreciate those talents, but I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't fucking say that they're not a talented person. I guess. I think, you know, I would say that I think they are an example because they, like, they were famous when, you know, RuPaul was famous when we were kids, right? Like, Yeah, they're still on TV, I think, right now. I would say that RuPaul is somebody who is extremely talented, and that's why, before that shit was even remotely accepted, they were able to break through. Mm. And become accepted because they were an incredibly talented person, mm. as opposed to like today when you just have to pretend somebody's to be that talented. Way. Yeah, interesting. You know, or like if they're not talented, you got to say they're brave. They're, yeah, I guess you're, you're not brave. I guess you're you're right, attention like, seeking. Yeah, attention seeking isn't brave. It's attention seeking. Yeah, like there. I know there was like a big thing when like they finally. St- they finally started letting I don't know if this is what this is, but like they started letting gay people play gay people in like movies and shit. Right, right. right. But is the I guess was the difference really that were they actually like coming out now or like you know because I have to imagine that a bunch of them were gay back in the day, right? Yeah, for like, sure. The, I think it's now it's just like it's like the hip thing to do, like trendy or yeah. like it's just much more natural or whatever. But I don't know. I, I fucking don't... I think that like kids like the young generation today. I think they like they like they're like tending to lean towards like asexuality, like fucking gelatinous blob shit. Yeah. Well, I think ultimately what's gonna fucking happen is like the the younger younger generation is going to start resisting all of this shit fucking hard. 
You know, like right now, the only like it's fucking insane. But right now, if you want to be a rebel, like what you have to do is ascribe yourself to like Western, like Judeo-Christian fucking morals. Hmm. Like if you want to be a rebel, you know, you have to be like fucking conservative and moralistic and virtuous, <laughs> you know, as opposed to like, fuck society's norms. I'm breaking free. I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. Like to be a rebel, you have to be like, fuck this rebellious bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like let's get to fucking reality here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like that's rebellious now and it's fucking crazy. And like kids, like not Gen Z, but like whatever, I don't know if they have a name yet, mm. but like whatever is, you know, Gen A1 is like, is like, start, like, you see it in those, like, like, fucking, that, like, 10 to 15 year old age bracket now, where they are starting to rebel by, like, ascribing to traditional Western morals, hmm. which is crazy. Like, it's going to bring us back to baseline at some point. And, you know, it's like, you know, what's that fucking. It's that expression, right? Like, hard men make fucking, you know, tough men. Tough times make tough men. Tough men make easy times. Easy times make soft men. Soft men make hard times. Hard times make tough men. I don't think I've heard that before. Yeah, it's like, it's deadly accurate. And, like, Mm. that's where we are. Like, the world's fucking falling apart, and people are like, yeah, we got to change this shit. And so they're fucking rebelling against, like, the opulence and saying, like... Yeah, no, we got to get back to fucking basics. Like, be practical and pragmatic. Like, that's that's rebellious now, being practical. I I worry that social media is... This makes me sound like an old person. Social media is literally just going to be the fucking death of, like, any yeah. kind of worthwhile society. Like, I agree. It's going to devolve into, like, idiocracy, where they just, like, sit around, like, smashing potato chips into their mouth and looking at, like, Dude. videos of people getting their dick kicked in. It is. It's already like that. It kind of is, isn't it? It's really already like it's that. It's like it's just fucking like thirty second TikTok clips or whatever. Dude, my I live in a house where the other two people who live in this house are just constantly glued to a fucking cell phone, oh and my it's God, like dude. my my nephew. I like, just can't. My nephew will come over and he'll like put the TV on, right? Like he'll put YouTube on the TV, and then he'll sit there and he'll like watch TikTok on his phone, and I like to me. Having dual competing like sound sources is, is my, frustrating. Yeah, it's like what the fuck are you doing? Like, listen to one fucking thing. You yeah, like, it's just it's maddening to me. Like, I'm like, how can you? I how can you do that? Right. So I get upset, but like, it's just he's just like you. Like the TV is not enough. Like it's just not yeah. enough. It's like the the four minute clips are too long to hold his attention. So he needs like thirty second bursts in between. And that's his regular, that's his norm. But you see, like, a dichotomy in it, too. And you see, like, a resistance in it where it's, like, you know, Twitter's 240 characters and TikTok's, like, 40 seconds and, like, whatever. But it's, like, you know, on the opposite side of the pendulum, you have people who are, like, listening to three-hour podcasts and, like, long-form conversation Mm -hmm. because, like, you know, I, I don't know. Like, it, that still holds people's attention and there are people who just like can't get like I can't dude I don't know like I can't do the fucking TikTok thing I can't oh my god dude I can't yeah I I haven't been the only social media I'm on is a 
an app that like records my bike riding activities and compares them to people that live in my neighborhood so we can race against each other. Yeah. There's no like communication or no, it's just like, you know, you post, it posts your route when you're done riding. Um, I can't do social media anymore. And like I've, the longer that I'm away from it, the more that I like, every time I read about it in the news, I'm just like, like it's kind of mind numbing to me, like mind blowing to me. Like, like, I started calling people or at least texting them or sending them cards or whatever on their birthdays again because I don't have Facebook to tell me like, hey, it's Nolan's birthday. Send click, send him a birthday wish now. Yeah. Like it really like, it just like removes this whole level of like humanity like that we have with each other, right? And it just become we become these like little I don't know, like a fucking robotic whatever. Yeah. So like Can we task rabbit. I, I realize now just how fucking crazy I don't know. I, I I can't imagine myself ever going back to that shit. I got off of Facebook maybe like seven. Yeah, about seven years ago, right? Years yeah, me, ago. yeah, me same time I did. Yeah, and, same um, time I did. I kept Instagram because I actually do really like Instagram and like they've made changes that I don't like, but ultimately like I still like the platform. Mm. But so in that seven years, there have been two times where I'm like, oh, maybe I'll give Facebook another shot. And both times I've logged in and it's like, I've probably described it this way on the show before, but it's like when you get into your car and you don't realize how loud the radio was before you turn the car off. Oh, yeah. And then it's just blaring in your fucking ear. Like Metallica. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like walking into, you know, it's like walking into like an incredibly crowded, busy place with like blasting music from the outside, like you open the fucking heavy glass doors and it's just like shouting and like fucking loud music mm-hmm. and everybody's screaming to hear each other and it's like and like everybody's yelling at you. And it's like that was the exact like same reaction where I was like I signed on and I was like, Oh, like what no, like mm-hmm. this is just like too much noise, too much info, too much fucking bo- and I just like both times I was just like no, and I immediately deactivated my account. Like yeah, I uh, I deleted permanently after like many months of haggling with the Facebook like support team. I deleted permanently my account, and so I haven't had it in about the same seven years or so. Um, but uh, the company DuckDuckGo, which is actually a local like a locally based like privacy focused are they locally browser. based? Yeah, they're in like uh, Berwyn. They're like right outside huh. of the city, like just west of uh, Philly. Um, they, uh, they have a feature that like will like stop people from tracking you while you're browsing. Right. Like just like a, like a privacy tracker block or whatever. So it'll show you who's tracking you the most and who they're blocking and Facebook or Facebook related companies are routinely in my like top three. And I mean, I don't ever go to Facebook. Like I don't, of who's tracking you, who's tracking me. Yeah. Like Twitter and Facebook are in the top five always, but Facebook is always above Twitter. And I don't use, I mean, I, I've logged into Twitter, like... And you don't use either. I use Twitter, like, I might put out a tweet, like, once every four months. I'll Why yell at somebody. Per, like, because they're just tracking all people in general, or yeah, because... Yeah, so, like, so they, they pay, like, so they have, so DuckDuckGo has it, like, categorized, right? Like, there's, like, a, a branch of Facebook-related uh, advertising companies that have contracts through them. So, at that point, any one of those through ones... Through DuckDuckGo. Like, no, no, through, or through Facebook, right? Okay. So, like, say there's, like, say Facebook hires 30 outside companies to, like, do their marketing, right? Right. So, 29 of those companies 
like I visit like any other site. So they those companies will go out and pay random websites to like to plant your tracker thing, right? Like a little tracking code thing, right? Sure. So like I go to NewYorkPost.com to read a story about sports, and now suddenly Twitter and like some or some company that works with Twitter and some company that works with directly with Facebook are now tracking me, like because I visited, you know, New York Post and I read some trashy like sports story right. or whatever. Um, so like Facebook is routinely in the top two or three of the companies that are tracking me. Like the one, the one that is, is the, the one that beats them out is exclusively like a, um, just an advertising like network. It's just like all they do is sell ads. But, but yeah, Facebook, like they, I feel like they still know like most everything, everything I do. Yeah. Doing. Most everything I do. Like I have like ad blockers. I have tracker blockers. I use like DuckDuckGo. I don't, I don't use Chrome anymore. Like, but still, somehow they're building profiles on me. I don't know how accurate it is, but I heard someone recently, you know, within the past couple of months, say like the only secure thing you could really do is use Brave or like something like that. Mm. And that, you know, even DuckDuckGo is like not a subsidiary of Google, but uses Google to find the information and relay it to DuckDuckGo. And by that proxy, like they're still tracking you through DuckDuckGo without your knowledge. So they, it's so built I on stopped like, using DuckDuckGo and went to Brave because of that. It's built on Chromium, which uh-huh. is like the underlying st- structure of, of Chrome, Chrome, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, so I went, I got rid of DuckDuckGo and I switched to Brave because of that. But then Brave does this like shit where it just like it just fucks with my computer at startup. Yeah. So I took it off yeah, because of that. So now I'm yeah. like right back to fucking using Chrome because I'm like fuck it. Like what am I looking up anyway? But like yeah, you know I don't I don't want to be using it. You you like I didn't last time I told you I think you like you like laughed at me or whatever. So I've gone back to like Firefox like hardcore like the last year or two. Um, and only recently it's given me problems. Like I think it's gotten very slow and chunky because I use too many. I have like fourteen tracker blockers in there, right? Um, and like a MetaMask wallet and all kinds of stuff that just really consume a lot of resources. But um, Firefox is the one I feel like that for me at least that's the most like keeps me the most protected. I guess. Yeah. And then they like I don't know. There's all kinds of like random shit after that. Like the Tor browser is like built on Firefox. Yeah. Um, but that's a whole different thing. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, I mean, I use Safari a lot, but like that still is just like Google searches and shit, and they report everything. And yeah, I uh, really yeah. the only way that you can be like, I guess like the all if, if all you do is search on your phone or like your computer, I guess, and you have a Mac, like Apple is the one now that has introduced like the the de facto like don't advertise for yes. me anymore. Yeah. yeah, like Google, you can tell them. Don't uh, don't create an advertising ID for me, but that just means that you don't see the advertising ID that they've created for you. Right, they're like, still yeah, collecting like, your fucking data. Yeah, you can say don't track my history, but that just means that you can't see your account history in Google. Right. Google still tracks still see it. every yeah. fucking thing that you had to, you do. So um, yeah, there's a reason. Like Mark Zuckerberg said that Facebook stood to lose ten billion dollars when um, Apple updated to like their new. Yep. iOS 14 or something yep. because that implemented the super easy like user friendly like single button click that stopped all the advertising the tracking yeah. or whatever 10 billion dollars man yeah fucking craziness yeah I don't feel fucking bad for him at all I mean I love Android because it's lo- the customizations and shit but goddamn, if Apple didn't get it right there I wish like Google would step up and do the fucking same thing you know I know three different people who work at Facebook and all of them have told me like don't be on Facebook 
And yeah. all of them have fucking None said... Of the, yeah. <laughs> all, three things. They've all fucking said, don't be on Facebook. They all keep fucking tape over their cameras. Mm-hmm. And they all don't let their children use fucking phones, tablets, or laptops. So to the second thing, right? The tape over the thing. Actually, the so I do the same thing, right? And the reason I do that is because of Mark Zuckerberg, mm-hmm. but not because of but because of what he said though. And what he said was, um, this was like years ago. He said that I walked into a room and saw someone much smarter and much like much more in the know than I with a piece of tape over their computer, their camera. So I said, okay, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And so I'm not saying that Mark Zuckerberg is smarter than I, but like somebody that this multi billionaire sure. knows is smarter than him and taught him that. So yeah. it just seems like. You know, if the guy that the owns right Facebook move. is going home and putting a piece of tape over his camera, yep. there's probably some fucking, like, legitimacy to it. I agree. Actually, my laptop doesn't even have a camera. I, like, jettisoned it to make the, bring the price down. Fuck yeah, you. I fucking... Webcam. This doesn't... This normally has a piece on it, but, like, I've been doing so many fucking video conferences that I've just, like, you know, taken it off and on. It loses its stickiness. Yeah, yeah. But you can buy, like, a slider thing, <laughs> too, and I'm like... Oh, need to fucking get one of them because uh, they're like three bucks on like two or three occasions maybe i i've donated or given one of my old laptops to like a child right like a kid in my life or something right and every time they look at it and they see the tape over the camera and they're like uh you're a really paranoid individual like it i don't know i feel like it's good that they, they learn it early though but it's really like it's not fucking paranoia the reality oh, no, man. is it's like when like when, when people started getting those ring cameras they didn't have a two-factor authentication built in for, like, the first year, right? Yeah. So all you had to do was, like, you could, like, crack somebody's password by just guessing it. So yep. people all people routinely do, like, they, like, get, like, a dictionary. It's like a dictionary attack. They have a computer, like, run through the entire dictionary of words mm-hmm. to crack your account, right? So they could get, get into it, and then they suddenly could just see all of the cameras in your house and talk to you and shit, right? So, like, people were getting, like, stalked. People were getting harassed. People were getting threatened. They were getting like blackmailed, like any number of things, like because they just didn't take this like little simple precaution to yep. like keep their shit safe. So PSA, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, before we whatever start to wind this thing down, I wanted to I, I, I want to remind you about the at the outro. Um, right. If you're able to, are you able to cue that up? I can cue it up. I mean, it's going to be weird to do the whole thing because... Maybe just like the chorus. Actually, I can't cue it up because I couldn't export it. Oh, shit. So it's like... That's... Maybe we can just like air guitar it. <laughs> yeah, I'll just fucking... I'll just <laughs> pretend we're playing it. Yeah, that's the thing. Fuck. But, all right. Well, on that note, we are... And did I just push us to the end? We're an hour and ten. Oh, shit. So we actually went over our normal, but... All right, then we'll, uh, I don't know, maybe talk to you guys in a couple days. Actually, yeah, I, I really needed this today. This, this felt kind of good. I yeah, this was, this was good. Get this out of my house and my head for a minute. So hopefully you'll see, <laughs> you'll hear us soon again. Yeah. All right, sooner than later. Yeah. Later, guys. Later.